spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? It's like in this universe, we process time linearly forward. But outside of our space-time, from what would be a fourth-dimensional perspective, time wouldn't exist. And from that vantage, could we attain it? We see <clears throat> our space time would look flattened. Dusk has fallen on Austin, Texas, and the hill country has turned from sunlight to pink to darkness. Here I sit, on top of the flat circle of time, waiting for you guys to talk to. Here at One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. So great to be with you guys here this evening, outside, inside the ivy-covered cave, next to the vacated bird feeder, just waiting for my podcast ride or die, Matthew Rampy. How are you, Matthew? If you know like I know... You don't want to step to this. It's the podcast era. Funked out with a podcast twist. We are living in the podcast era. I keep forgetting I'm not in love. I keep forgetting things will never be the same again. And nothing will ever be the same. Nothing will ever be the same after the podcast era. If I was a kid, when I was a kid, if you just said, Someday you're gonna get to host a show in your garage. <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh, that sounds so sad." Uh, but it's not that sad. It's actually oh, no, it's a, tonight. It's pumping me. Well, as a kid, I would have thought, "But I want to go out into the world and do a show." Yeah. But as an adult, I realize I'd rather just stay home and do a show. I've always thought that doing anything in the garage sounds like fun. I certainly. I'm grateful that I have it. It's the it's the buffer between me and uh, and kids that need to go to bed. <laughs> you know, you can't really be hooting and hollering and podcasting with your kids in, just in the other room. You know, in that to- way, my whole house is kind of like a garage. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk to you, Matthew. We're here. That's About... bas- that's basically the format of the podcast. I wanted to talk a little bit about a little bit about conspiracy theories. Some more. Uh, okay, I knew, was... I knew that I had. I could see in your. You can't see Schaefer on the video because you're just a listener. But I could see in Schaefer's eye that I had his. <laughs> I had his heart inflamed. <laughs> his were your hackles up for a second? Oh no, my hackles weren't up. Okay, good, good. Let's let's talk conspiracy theories. I I want to say that I am remiss in that I didn't actually 
I haven't put the quiz together yet, but I I plan to. Just been a little busy between casts, but oh yeah, Conspiracy theory quiz still coming up. Go ahead. Talk uh, looking well, I think actually Matthew put a pin in that one because I think we're going to have to do a whole conspiracy theories episode because mm. uh, I found out that. Uh, one of the gals from the uh, art studio across the street from the bar uh, is really, really into them, particularly alien-related conspiracy theories. Um, so I think we we are just going to have to do an episode. And what's and, that uh, gallery called? What are that? What's that collective called? Is is it Wolf? Her, Co- is it Wolf Collective or Broad Studios? You're talking about Broad Studios is yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so we'll see. I haven't approached her about it, but uh, that seems like a strong possibility. I think that would be a lot of fun. They got a and cool would, thing going at Broad Studios. That would be a, the perfect, uh, the perfect uh, time for a conspiracy theory quiz. Okay. Well, Meanwhile, I'll, I'll be I'll be working on it. I was wondering if it was worth pursuing the idea. Bear with me here. First of all, I I love I was thinking I've been thinking you know since our last conversation about conspiracy theories and how I ever since I was a little kid I've loved to try to find patterns and connections where to other people there obviously weren't anything like that and one of the ways this manifested itself when I was very young anytime if my parents had a party or something uh, you know I'm talking about six years old here, seven years old. If my parents had a party or something and there was an adult who was nice to me and, you know, who and would talk to me like, you know, some adults will occasionally sit down. Maybe they're bored at the party or maybe they're drunk, who knows. And but. they'll sit down with a kid and chat with them, you know. And, in you know, for a minute there, somebody's treating you like an adult and somebody seems to be listening to you. And any time that would happen, I would cross-examine the adult on what what the connection was between the magical phrase "open sesame" and the name Sesame Street. Because I figured if there was this magical phrase "open sesame," uh, and there was also this street where there were living Muppets running around with humans. That the two things must have something to do to each do with each other, you know, like perhaps that that just the name of that street, Sesame, had some sort of magical power to it that, you know, that that caused the Muppets to to interact with uh, with adults, and it's you know the kind of funny thing here was like it was definitely the fact that the Muppets were interacting, like had you, you know, had you told me that Muppets weren't real, I would say, yeah, I know that you know, duh, and, you know, anything, you know, anything animated, you know, I would have told you wasn't real, but the fact that on this show, Muppets were hanging out on a real-life street, interacting with real-life people, added some, that was where I thought some magic had to be happening. And, of course, years later, I found out that Open Sesame is a vaudevillian uh, twist on the phrase "open, open says, says me,", me. <laughs> right. uh-huh. <laughs> which which would have helped clear a lot of things up for uh, for seven year old Schaefer, 
But you know, I'm but not. But wait, that let me them. let me clarify this just a second. This was a ready. It was in your pocket for a, any party that you were going to be at with adults. You had this topic that you want to discuss with them. No, no, I said, well, no. Anytime you know, it didn't have to be a party. Anytime I found myself alone with a, you know, an adult who wasn't, you know, I because I, you know, I I knew my parents like didn't, you know, they didn't know, you know, and I maybe was also just kind of embarrassed to ask them or try, you know, I think something about it, you know, them being my parents. Meant, you know, I I had already written them off for not understanding anything as mysterious as this. Sure. Um, so yeah, no, it didn't have to be a party. It was any time I had a quiet moment with an adult who was listening to the words I was saying, you know. And you know, That's interesting. I, yeah, I was yeah. away from <laughs> other people. You know, I, I I didn't want any other little kids hearing me say this. Yeah, you were an you interesting know. kid for sure. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Wait now, how's that a conspiracy theory? I uh, just you know the just tying tying together, trying to draw uh, associations between things that aren't necessarily associated, mm. um, and that is kind of at the heart of co- a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, is, is drawing, connecting the dots that yeah. may be unrelated. Well, this happened and this is happening. Those, yeah, those two things. Yeah. I mean, we're going to create a whole reason why that. So, so something that's happening is that Matthew is, is seeing strange signs around town that is creating, creating content for his podcast. Another thing that's happening is there's a strange internet person who goes by the name Choo Choo Express, who is on some level providing Matthew with content for his podcast. Did you ever think, Matthew, that maybe both these handwritten signs and Choo Choo Express are actually some sort of Matthew in the future sending messages back in time to improve your podcast? Now, I have always thought that the Greys, the aliens, are us from the future. Like, I, they're just like an end stage of our, a late stage of our evolution. Um, so me sending myself notes from the future, that, that's not surprising at all. And I've been having, like, deja vu moments all my life and, like, really intricately sort of strong ones where, I mean, to me, time is not linear. It's cyclical. And so we sort of retread. There's these universal emotions and and universal tropes, and we we tread them and retread them. And yeah, so that wouldn't surprise me. That's an interesting. Uh, I like all the scenarios that uh, Choo Choo has engendered. A lot of strange, a lot of strange things going out there, folks. So keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. I, I can't tell Maybe. you how much I'm learning from this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I learned the Mandela effect from you. Of course, I'm learning stuff from you, but also I'm learning stuff. Like we come upon stuff that we both don't understand. A, a, a great instance was in our craft beer episode where we kept calling that wheat beer a hefe. 
I I actually got some texts this afternoon from uh, the person who's listening that pumps me up the most, probably Captain Q, out there in the bay. If you remember the mentor episode, and I was like, I don't have a mentor. If I had a mentor, I would like for it to be Captain Q, and I certainly have learned a lot from him. And he, 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 I shouted him out, and he he said thanks for the shout out, and he mentioned how he's never wanted to yell at a broadcast more than when we kept calling that wheat beer a hefe. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned that from my own podcast. That's out funny. Of saying something dumb and failing and irritating my my favorite listener. You know, Chuck, the bartender, got at, got at me on the same subject. He was upset because apparently it's pronounced hef, not hefe. Uh, and he was upset about that, in addition to the difference between, you know, wheat beers and, and hef. Oh, maybe that's what Q was saying. You're not supposed to say hefe. You're supposed to say hef. And, uh, <laughs> could, which, that, could that be a uh, regional thing, man? I mean, right. I worked in the beer business, and I... I think I've heard people um, call them hefes, right? Yeah, I'm sure that uh, I'm just well, maybe not, sure a lot of people make the mistake. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that we started this podcast so that we <laughs> could learn so... finally learn something. But uh, Captain Q, you're not alone. Uh, Chuck the bartender also yells at his yells at us yells at his speakers at the future uses at or uses in the past. It'll be it would be uses in his past time as a flat circle and. I like uh, I like your theory a lot that these things that I'm noticing. I think you because because future Matthew knows how important this podcast is, and he's like, oh man, you know, there's all sorts of multiverses where you and I are not successful at this, and where we give up. So future Matthew is coming back and just feeding feeding us some very strange things. Well, every time I think Str- about like every, every- oddly worded hand painted signs and strange internet. Uh, stalkers. Well, every time I can, I think about quitting the podcast, something like that happens. Yeah, like, yeah. like something yeah. comes up, and I'm like, how, "Where would I talk about this except on my podcast?" <laughs> no, no. Or, or somebody texts me who I wasn't, didn't quite know was listening, and might have been listening, and I'm, and it just pumps me up. And then I'm like, "Well, we we gotta get going." That's you know, we uh, we, we need to be creating content in our sleep. That's what it's all about for me, you know. When some when somebody, you know, gets back at us and says, you know, I someone I you love and respect, listening to you guys on the way to work or something, yeah. And then you know you realize that you're not just jabbering, uh, jabbering into uh, some electrical equipment. You're not just a guy in his garage <laughs> the middle of the talking night. to a glowy little box Try with his. To- <laughs> With his little buddy, the robot, on his side here. Trying to figure out what Sesame has to do with Sesame. So here we are. Thanks, folks. Thanks for all the fun. Uh, Maybe that's a little... Is that a little fast for us tonight? You you like that beat? Let's let's slow it down a little bit. Let's go back there. Uh So we've got Yield Workshop. We... We've screwed up this intro. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to speak to co-executive producer emeritus... Am I right? Grace, Schaefer's sister Grace, and you, who I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Actually, we're due to get Gracie on the phone. Yeah, we need to get her on the phone, but real quick, before we do, we have been using this word incorrectly, 
emeritus. Emeritus is an adjective of the former holder of an office, especially a college professor, having retired but allowed to retain their title as an honor. From the Latin merari, which is to earn, or emerari, <laughs> earn one's discharge by service. I, uh, have you seen these graphs, the use over time graph? Uh, uh, it's fascinating like the use of this word over time and like a little um, line graph and then right there it was it was high up earlier in this century but the, right there in 2020 it goes way back up because of this podcast you know i am just only just right <laughs> that's a that was a funny spoof by the way <laughs> huge huge uptick in the word it only, only right at the end it's like a, it's the hockey stick i think they call Huge uptick in the word only everybody's mispronouncing it for some reason one magical hour <laughs> got me on this word uh you know it's only till it's only right now hearing you read that definition and and it's more specifically the root of the word that i have really fully believed that it's not pronounced emeritus <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It, it's it's emeritus right? I, you know emeritus. Something, you know something else about me is another another interesting fact about my life is that i've all i've really always felt like the word emirates should be pronounced emirates so. <laughs> <laughs> you do have some weird there was that texosity thing and yeah i'm just trying to figure it out folks i'm just trying to get to the bottom of all this just trying to figure out what the two sesame have to do with each other. Well, you know, maybe to help make sense of it all, we should uh, we should get Gracie on get the phone. Get Gracie on the phone. All right, just a moment. Uh, everybody note there will be a drop in quality as we move to the different recording software required for three people. Not the content. In three, Not- <laughs> two, one. See everything outside our dimension. Grace. Shafee. Shafee, are you there? (laughs) Hey, that's my line. Hey, hang on. Let me turn the video on. Shoot, I didn't know there was going to be video. That's exciting. Woo. Uh, One Magical Nation, I'd like to welcome uh, co-producer Emeritus, Schaefer's little sister. Everything outside our dimension has eternity. What was my thing? I didn't hear it. Podcasts within podcasts within podcasts. Wait. Uh, that's just called alternate realities and the world is ever turning on an endlessly spinning reel like a fog around a mountain you you're wait you're saying that you don't know what your what your title is here on the show no 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 no. i was saying that i didn't hear my like entry music or drop or whatever it's called I didn't hear what did you play something? It was it was Matthew McConaughey saying something weird about the universe. Oh, nice from uh, that '70s show. 
I mean, what was it? Days to Confuse? From, from, from <laughs> Where am I? Who are you people? Did you just call Dazed and Confused that 70s show? I mean, it's the same thing, right? That 70s movie? How dare right. you? It's the number two text film with Texosity level, right? I mentioned it the other day. High grade. What? Uh, okay, so the first thing that's going on here that I just want to clear up is that Grace is not caught up on the show at all. <laughs> I was cramming right before y'all called. I was like, maybe I should, fuck, I got 10 minutes. What's going to happen? What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. So I was like, maybe I should listen to the show. <laughs> so, this is episode. I've listened. I've heard a few episodes, but y'all, I'm like working like 60 hours a week. I went from doing nothing to working 60 hours a week. Right. Also, your commutes are very short in your, in your neck of the woods. You're doing the Lord's work, right? You're teaching school? <laughs> I am. I am a, uh, what do you call it? It's a, it's a, uh, what is, what are the, it's for I, like the nut. Go ahead. Essential worker? I don't know. What do you call no. it? It's not charity worker. You're a central producer, am I right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I know. And you know what? That's probably my favorite hat and the one I get to wear the least. Well, put that hat on right now, sister. I'm wearing it. And a lovely hat it is. Uh, just for the listeners who can't see the hat, it's got bananas and fruit on it, like Carmen Miranda. <laughs> that's funny. And... And, and oddly, a, a, a taxidermy cat, weirdly. And a cat. That sounds <laughs> right. It could, it could be like a real stuffed cat. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Grace. I know that it's late, and I know you're working 60 hours a week, and I know you're trying to catch up with the show. We know that if you, if you were underemployed, that you would be caught right up. Um, Holy shit, if I were underemployed, I would be bothering you guys time. So, thank goodness for that jobby job, huh? So we need yeah, to, you guys would hate it. You'd be miserable. We need to scratch her off the list of who might be Choo Choo Express. Okay. So, yeah, uh, so Kat and I had a fun conversation about that today. She was like, Grace, I need you to look me in the eyes and tell me that you're not Choo Choo Express. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she was like, I really, I need you to be honest with me more than you've ever been honest with me about anything in life. I need to know this one thing. And then I was like, no, but what if it's Ian? And she couldn't talk for like a whole minute. Yeah. She was like, Staring at me like, I know it's not true, but my mind's running through all the possibilities because that is something that he could and would potentially do. <laughs> is he aware of the podcast? I don't know. Well, now he, now he's a... Uh, the he's, kid's aware of a lot of stuff. Yeah. How old is he now? Probably a lot of stuff that we have no idea about. Yeah, I'm sorry about the noise. There's a lot going on here on the porch. <laughs> There's a lot going on just off your porch. Just within a stone's throw, we got a bar. 
We got the train tracks, which I swore to God I would never live on, especially with children, or I would never live on with children because of John Salee in the sixth grade. He had a wooden leg, and he got that wooden leg by trying to jump on the back of a train, and his foot slipped under and got sliced right off by the train. And they had to amputate it all the way up to his mid-thigh. But John Lee was the fastest kid in sixth grade. And, I mean, that was just like, you can't – that's amazing. Is it possible that he's Choo Choo Express? No. I wonder – it's funny thinking back. Uh, so, you know, you guys know I'm teaching middle school. And uh, there's a lot of horrible things about middle school. Um, but I like to focus on the great things about middle school. And those were, those were friends. That's some nice friends. Definitely. Yeah. It might be the root of the podcast. It's a really interesting thing to be put in a room with 20 other people. And... I mean, like, there's times when you tell those kids just the fact that they have zero control over so much in their lives at that moment. Mm-hmm. Do you see the little friendships forming? Uh, I, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Uh, today, I was talking to them. I was like, listen, y'all, if some of this behavior doesn't change, I'm going to redo the seating chart. I'm already thinking about it. I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, how can my life be made easier <laughs> just by making y'all move seats? We really tortured some of our middle school teachers. Oh, uh, I know. I did it too. All kids did it. We, we had this teacher, Mrs. Bell. She was hard, man. She was, she was hard. She was good. In retrospect, she was good. This is at O.L. Slayton Junior High. Why was she good? What was she good? I want to know that. She was good because um, she knew her shit, and she made us toe the line. Like, she was good because she was hard. But then that hardness brought out the class clown and me and some others, and it, it made us want to – stiffen our necks against against the authority of it you know and about two-thirds of the way through the school year in eighth grade we made her cry and uh, i feel bad about that man. yeah it wasn't as great as you thought it would be huh? <laughs> yeah i mean like we we she was pushing us academically and i'm sure behaviorally and i remember we pushed her too far and made her cry. And yeah, it happens. If I asked the kids, anybody said, that's have y'all, have y'all seen the video where the teachers like break down? No. There are videos of teachers breaking down, like kids record them in their class and then post them. <laughs> and the kids have seen them. I'm like, have y'all seen those videos? Okay, good. Just want to make sure that, you know, Shafi, I, uh, Today, I talked to them about that they're allowed to make fun of themselves endlessly, but they're not allowed to speak badly about anybody else. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
but then some of them have really negative self-talk. That's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. There's a Two lot of that on the today. Podcast. Yeah. Two kids in my classes crying. What were they crying about? I don't know. What's they don't really talk to you about it. What's and that? I don't really want name? them to. Oh, what? muchacho. Well, let's welcome Muchacho to the podcast. I don't want anybody, if you're listening to the podcast and you're hearing barking, there's a, a dachshund. Kind of looks like chihuahua a schnauzer. A chihuahua schnauzer? Sorry. It's it's dark on the porch in New Braunfels. Chihuahuzer? Chihuahuzand. Chihuahua? Hey. Uh, New Braunfels chihuahuzer. So there's this we're recording episode thirty seven. Hey, I have not been very lighthearted yet. Wait, you you're you're perfect. This is perfect content. You um this is episode thirty seven. Give us uh estimate a percentage of how much of the total podcast you've listened to. That's a good math problem for me. I do operate well in percentages. However, what I operate even better in is just counting uh, on the one hand (laughs) how many times I've probably listened to it. But I got to say, I listened to like the first couple ones and was like, hey, Matthew, settle down. Quit, you know, talking about politics and stuff. You remember that? Uh, Oh, right. You didn't want me talking about the news. Right. Uh-huh. And then I quit listening because I got a job. And uh, then I checked back in. It was like 30-something before I knew it. Because time flies when you're doing stuff. Dude. I miss, I miss doing nothing. And I miss, I remember listening to y'all <laughs> talking about doing nothing and being like, I can't remember if that was before I after started working, after I started working full-time. I was like, uh, I miss... I'm just getting to think. Matthew and I were both expressing surprise that we are now approaching our 40th episode. Yeah, y'all. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of, lot of content. That seems to be the buzzword in the podcast arena. <laughs> There's a lot of buzzwords. Hashtag content. I feel like we're just getting started. And the important thing to remember is that everything is content. Everything is content. If you want some, you. I was trying to cheer myself up before the show, and everybody's been talking about the old Dave Chappelle show streaming on Netflix now. And I remember, it doesn't matter, but who was Dad a big fan of? Dad likes Dave Chappelle, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Chappelle show and my dad. I just I can't imagine him going from Gunsmoke to to the Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? To Wheel of Fortune. A lot of you know who else really likes Dave Chappelle is uh, Jackie Dishgirl, Jameson's mom. <laughs> like, That's awesome. I think, like you know, he's just she's just the coolest. He, and and Dave Chappelle. I wonder if she likes Gunsmoke too. Wait, wait, wait! We're not talking about Jackie here. We're talking about Dave, right? Yeah, Dave has a, a straight manner of talking 
that I think appeals to a lot of people, you know, even if he's saying something that scares them and disturbs them, you know, he has a frank way of saying it that, uh, that makes, makes people listen. It's pretty cool. He's a truth teller. That's interesting. He's earnest, huh? Yeah. And, and, you know, in the case of the shell show, also hilarious, you know? Um, you know how we saw Charlie Crockett at the podcast recording? Yeah. That's the thing about having Schaefer Hall as your older brother. Like, Schaefer has been, you've done a great job at being my big brother and uh, taking it upon yourself to broaden my, my musical horizons. That has been a topic on the show. How not how he's he's broadened my musical horizons. Aww. Matthew, you broadened mine with your karaoke. I made a reference to that karaoke tonight when we started the show. Which karaoke? That karaoke? Well, the the last Which kar- one? the last karaoke, the one of the one of the last things that I did with people before, before the pandemic. Before the pandemic was on on January twenty. Did we go to Landa Station? It was the night of January 24th. That's creepy that you know the date. Well, because I got pictures in my phone from the brunch the next day that have to. Where'd y'all go eat? It's not creepy. I have a good memory. Um, I'll show you creepy. (laughs) 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 Um, um, You were with us. I got your creepy right here, Choo Choo Express. You took us. Choo Choo Express. Hey, that that's a new You're term. Cat, with us, we'll say, we'll say, we'll say. I'll be like, "Hey, cat, uh, he was a real choo choo express about it." All right, all right. Maybe we're giving choo choo too much uh, attention. Uh, but you took us to Landa Station, which could no, you, yeah, yeah. Could you they describe have a salad could, bar now? Well, they have could a you salad you, bar. That's the big news. Yeah, could you describe that bar for us? Landa Station, I don't really go to that often because it's weird AF. That's what I was asking. I just want you to describe it for the listeners. But you know that was Jason's favorite place when he was here. Anyway, Grace takes us. So Schaefer and the younger Hall, Dickie, we pile into the car. We go down to Grace's house. We're going we're gonna to stay the night there with some other friends. Superfan Manish was there. He came down too. We shared a bed. He put up a pillow for it. A pillow. Y'all didn't touch butts? pillow wall. That bed is a king-size bed. It's a king-size bed. And he and I are medium-sized people. We, there was plenty of room, and he put up a Nothing pillow touched? wall. Nothing touched? Not even the tip? Us. We're okay. getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm going to tell the story in a sequential manner. We go down okay, to Grace's Thank God you're around because Grace's some Grace has some friends there. There's a there's, I have friends. There's a party going on. We get there and we, we go to this place, Landa Station, and it is a little. It's a little. Um, it's a kind of a strange place, right? It's not. Landa Station is a, a, it's basically a roadhouse. It's a di- it's a dive country side of the highway bar. It's old. That also too. that also serves like down home meals like uh, cheeseburgers and tater tots and fried pickles. Uh, and fried also jalapenos. also has karaoke. So 
Also, they have kind of a tiki bar area. They also <laughs> have um, a bar and a kitchen on the completely other side of the restaurant from the drive-through window. So they also have a drive-through window. <laughs> yeah. The client, so the demographic is anyone who's hungry and or anyone. The demographic is anyone and or wants karaoke, which, as Gracie has repeatedly pointed out, is anyone. So anyone. you never know. You never know who you're going to get when you get there. Well, that particular night, they got us, and uh, they got a spectacular Roy Orbison cover that we've talked about. Oh and I was upset the whole time. I wanted to leave. Why? Because it was my two-step at night. Oh, right. You were trying to get us to go to a honky-tonk. Oh, Lord have mercy. Which you ended. You eventually got us there. And then y'all said, why did we even go to Lana Station? Why didn't we go here in the first place? I didn't say that. But Manish said it. I mean, it was fun to... Manish doesn't mean, karaoke. It, it, it's it's well documented in this space that I am trying to distance myself from dance to, from Texas dance hall. So we we had met Brian Benitez came to New Braunfels. Jameson was living there. We had met to do karaoke. So right. Oh, I remember how all of this started. That was plan I, number one. I invited y'all to a karaoke night. It was like that night, and everybody. Instead of being like, oh, thanks for the invite, Grace, they were like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I cannot make plans four hours in advance. What kind of a-hole invites parents, working parents, to stuff like this? That's and right. everybody was like, maybe we should pick a date. So then a date was picked and set. And again, I had invited everybody to karaoke because there were friends going that night. It's not something I did. Anyways. But Grace, you have also come up to Austin for it's, karaoke. This is the root of the name of the show. One, it's I know, oh, I know. I was the name, there for Grace. that. Say the I name. I was there for that. Grace was, in fact, the only t attendee of the first one magical night of Matthew and Schaefer Christmas karaoke spectacular. Right. So we. Where uh, I thought there was a, I like dragged my butt up from New Braunfels because I thought there was some kind of big. Holiday shindig y'all were throwing. So and great. I, I didn't want to do it. Am I getting me. am I getting it from you that you just didn't have fun on any of these nights and we should stop doing them? Oh my god, no. See, what I'm are you complaining about? grumpy. I'm so tired. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did this to the kids today too, and I apologize profusely. <laughs> I, I, think I ended up having fun at Landa Station. I did have fun at Landa Station, and it is such a weird fucking bar. And the watering hole is Landa Station. It's just the honky-tonk version of it. Oh, I mean, I think the watering hole was a, uh, a sight more classy than Landa Station. Like, the watering hole is, that, a, is an old-fashioned food scoot and honky-tonk, definitely. That's a, that's a real thing. There's, there's, oh. there's dignity in that, like, um, you know, serious two-stepper scene in a way that there is not dignity in a karaoke bar that has a drive-through window. <laughs> but we had a great It's time. a different crowd. It's a different crowd. Well, when we got to Landa Station, the the crew that was there, anybody who was doing karaoke, it was a country scene. It was, it was pretty country 
and I chose to do Warren G regulate. And, and a wonderful job you did. But you know what? Country crackers love Warren G regulate. So it worked out fine. And I get to do the, I get to do the Michael McDonald in the, in the interludes. Regarding me introducing you guys to music and, and to various things that I consider a good time, I think I was just, you know, I basically spent 90% of my life trying to make up for that first 10% when I was just a horrible, evil big brother. Oh, you weren't. Hey, um, the best, we've been to a lot of great concerts, uh, but one of my favorites was Neil Young here in New Braunfels. We were just talking about that show uh, the other night. Was it was a, a it was a, a perfect night with Lucas Nelson and his gang playing. Uh, Lucas Nelson, Lucinda Williams. Yep. Was that at that River Amphitheater? It was. Yeah. Yes. And I got yeah, sing because that's that amphitheater is literally on a river. You know the the cypress trees. Uh, you know, from the riverside or, or over the back of the stage. So we are, we were there with 15,000 people singing down by the river by Neil Young, literally mm -hmm. down by the river. It's pretty cool. That was a fun, fun night. I think that was, and we, I think that was one of those where I was contacted about it four hours before it happened. Oh, Matthew, <laughs> I understand the frustration on missing out on stuff. I, yeah. would, I would love to have spontaneity in my life, but I wasn't, okay. aware, I wasn't aware that people with kids missed out on things. <laughs> now, now I have the podcast to look forward to thrice a week. So, you know, I heard you say that on the podcast the other day, and I thought that makes me happy. That I that I'm look that I look forward to doing a show in my garage. <laughs> yes, I love your water heater in the background. My background is almost like is a, that real or like is that a garage set? It's hilarious, right? It is all a garage our, set. All of our guests love to talk about that background. We we should put it on the website, right? Yeah, I think so. Yes, you should sell it. Let me see. Uh, wait, uh, I can do a look. I can do a screenshot. I can do a screenshot of all of us for posterity. Okay, ready? Smile. Is that in there? Let me get the background. Okay, sorry, you guys just vamp while I do while I make while I'm making content for. So, uh, Grace, let me ask you this: uh, Alex proposed that the podcast is a show about this show. What do you think about that in terms of like? Oh well, Cat and, and I have had the Cat and Grace show for years. Like, it's just a matter of letting other people in on it, right? <laughs> Um, no, I think Schaefer and I are building something entirely new here, but I mean, I, you know, they, you, similar. <laughs> I just meant that we all have our own like shows. I don't know. Sorry. Not, but what I'm saying is that people say to you, what's your podcast about? Oh yes. And, um, we have decided that we can't say our podcast is about our podcast. Even though that may be the truth. <laughs> oh, well, we, well, don't have to. We, we say that it's about the three C's, right? Was the three yes. C's? 
It's a podcast about words. Chacho, come on. Sorry. Communication, comedy, comfort, and texosity. And Chacho, the four C's. The slice of life that we're getting on Grace's court is really... <laughs> Grace, have you ever seen Mr. Busy around here. What? Have you ever seen Leslie Nielsen and Mr. Magoo? Uh, you know what? I saw that on Disney Plus as I was cruising it the other day and thought, I like that guy. And thought, I'm not sure if I would like this movie, but I would like to hear Matthew describe the plot. I would love to hear Matthew describe the plot. Has he already done it and I missed it or are we doing it now? No, we're going to do it now. Oh, good. Okay. So the kids and I watched Mr. Mag Disney's Mr. Magoo starring Leslie Nielsen just recently. And uh, Mr. Magoo is a not very popular kids cartoon. <laughs> I found this LA Times article that really skewers the whole thing. Um, let me just read just a really quick... Uh, um, <laughs> this is... It's a, a 1997 film. You also have to ask yourself why Disney is remaking our cartoon with such a little recognition factor for those at whom it's apparently aimed, the under seven demographic. Um, the, it starts out with Mr. Magoo, the cartoon, and he's just a, he's a bumbling old millionaire who's very nearsighted. Pretty much all of the comedy with Mr. Magoo is that he doesn't see very well. So when you, when you navigate to this film on Disney+, Plus, there's a disclaimer at the first that basically says, um, I found another article talking about the disclaimer. Yeah, I've heard the disclaimer. I've seen the disclaimer. The disclaimer is basically like, this film contains culturally insensitive and inappropriate yes. scenes, but we have decided to leave them in, blah, blah, blah. And we're, so immediately we're like, oh, what, what are we about to see? This culturally insensitive. Yeah. Didn't so, it make you? Didn't it make you think twice? Um, about watching the film? Yeah. No, it made me think about how the world has changed, and how twenty-three years ago we were doing and saying things in movies and TV now that we have to have a disclaimer for now, which that is, embarrass us today. <laughs> which is embarrass us today, twenty-three years ago, right? And right. So, so the you know it, the film opens with. Like earlier when Grace told that joke. Right. There, yeah, right. Like just like stuff on this podcast. There so the twenty three <laughs> minutes ago. The listeners aren't gonna know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to make fun of Germans and Irish, by the way. Right, because I am. Totally, it's fine. Okay. So Mr. Magoo starts out as a cartoon. And then it like seamlessly goes into live action and Leslie Nielsen. And I, I turn to my kids and I'm like, have you guys seen the naked gun or, uh, or airplane? <laughs> like, oh, I, don't, I don't know this guy. Like, yeah. I watch that all the time. So my kids don't know who Leslie Nielsen is, but yeah. they're enjoying it. And um, they, th it starts out with him going to a museum opening uh -huh. where there is 
a diamond. There's a, it's a jewel heist caper. There's a diamond on you. It's the star of Kuristan. And quickly we see Jennifer Garner as Stacy Sampanadorita, who's, she's a Kuristani. So there's, a, there's like a made-up Soviet <laughs> republic that Jennifer Garner is like the, the diplomat from. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this is it. This this is the part that's culturally insensitive, right? Right. right. But what um, it goes on, it, there's more. Kelly Lynch is the is the bad guy. Um, Who's she's Kelly Lynch. She's Luann Lasur. You don't remember her? She was like in. She was in Drugstore Cowboy. Um, she she was quite an actress. Um, Malcolm McDowell is in this movie as like the big boss who has hired these these jewel thieves. Um, to, to go get the star cursed Dan. And it turns into this whole um, Mr. Magoo ends up with the jewel and then there are there's the CIA guy played by Ghostbuster Ernie Hudson. And there's there's the competing investigator from the FBI, Chuck Stupak is the character, played by Steven Toblowski, whom you would all recognize as a character actor. And basically the crux of this movie is that Mr. Magoo is blind or nearsighted and it's all physical humor. It's basically a living cartoon. Um, this is, it's really a terrible movie. And not only is there a disclaimer at the first, later on in the movie, the FBI guy played by Steven Toblowski dresses up as like a, a Sikh, in, uh, uh, an Indian person with a with a turban, and he's in kind of brown face. You're like, oh, that's that's the culturally insensitive moment. Not Jennifer Garner as uh, as an a diplomat from a made up um, <laughs> from a made up uh, Russian uh, ex Russian state. Um, at the end of the film, there's another disclaimer about uh, blindness and and disab disabled people's ability to move through the world. Um, it, from the wiki article, Mr. Magoo grossed $28.9 million worldwide against a $30 million budget. Due to negative reaction from blind and nearsighted groups, Disney pulled the film from theaters after two weeks. I remember that happening when it happened. Yeah, they there were some people who were upset about, you know, a movie that entirely makes fun of people who can't see very well. <laughs> yeah. It's when you're describing it, I'm thinking of a student that has a horrible visual, you know, deficiency and like I'm like, "Dang, yeah. <laughs> it would suck to be that blind." One one avocado for I'm Mr. McCoo. Eight, av eight avocados for the fact that we now at least know enough not to do that anymore. Yeah, and you know, when I saw that warning on the Disney app, I was showing very old cartoons in my oh, art yeah. class. Because those are such cool works of art. Like the, but I guess, I mean, but now a lot of it's really inappropriate. 
Sorry, Matthew, I stepped on your avocado. Oh, not at all. I really, that was, it, it's a terrible film. Uh, the kids enjoyed it. It's like a live action um, cartoon. I believe that writer from the LA Times back in 97 said something about, it's as if the audience stepped on a rake. <laughs> That's a good one. Don't don't see don't waste your time on Mr. Magoo. It it jumps the shark every scene. Every single scene you're like, well, what am I watching here? <laughs> how long have I been doing this and how much longer do I it's difficult it's difficult to find kids and adult movies that you both want to watch and have y'all seen Aristocats? Yes. I love that movie. That's a good one. Um, have you seen the BFG? Yes, we've watched we've watched everything on Disney Plus. Did you watch James and the Giant Peach? <laughs> we were just watching James and the Giant Peach today. That that uh, uh-huh. James and the Giant Peach avocado review is coming up on episode thirty nine. Oh, wonderful! I love I love Roald Dahl. Anything he does, you know why? He no no please tell us. Oh. Are you being sarcastic? No, I am not, Grace. <laughs> I can't hard tell. To, hard to tell over the phone. It got all dark over there. I can't see you at all. I know. I didn't set up the the space like y'all did. You've just gone and you're in bed now, right? You're, well, it's... Um, you're going to hang up I'm with usually, us and go immediately to sleep. You're going to fall I'm asleep usually, before the interview's over. It looks like, you're hiding, it looks like you're hiding in a shed. <laughs> don't tell people where I live, Schaefer. Um, Gracie lives in a house in front of a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, y'all. I gotta, I gotta hit the hay. Okay, Grace. Thanks so much for joining us. That was really fun. This is this is like how a lot of our interviews end, actually. Well, you know, I've had some photo jobs in that way where people are like, I think we have enough photos. And you're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell Chacho Cha- Cha- for his, his contribution. And then as they walk away, I take more pictures. <laughs> Keep talking. Tra- uh, tell Chacho his royalty check is in the mail. It will be in the mail. Okay, I will. The four C's. Are, what is it? Communication, comfort, care, and chacho, right? That's it. So that okay. is it. Coffee. <laughs> Maybe coffee. Maybe coffee. All right. Well, when the vaccines come out, we're coming back to Landa Station for karaoke night part two. I got your vaccine, Choo Choo Express. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right, Gracie. All right. Night, y'all. Everybody good say night, good night, Gracie. Love you. Night, Gracie. Night. We got to catch people earlier in the day. <laughs> no, that's that's fun. I think that that's perfect. Well, I hope that was fun for you out there in One Magical Nation. Uh, really excited about Saturday's show uh, featuring Gabrielle Page Fort, a front woman for the Seattle punk band, The Stickers, among others. 
So get ready for that. It's going to be a riot. She's on the West Coast, so that's a two-hour time difference. She ought to be all right. Yeah, she'll be all right. I will be drinking. You heard it here first. What, what are we going to talk to Gabri- Gab- Gabrielle about? Uh, would you like to see the list of topics she sent me? Oh, she's she's another one that's coming with her own. She's coming coming in hot like hot like an Alex Battles. Yeah, you better forward that to me. That's fantastic. Uh, we'll give it to the give it to one imagination here. Uh, Gabby says keywords I've prepared to inform our discussion. WWBJD, which stands for What Would Bon Jovi Do? Ah. The Island of Love and Tenderness, which I assume she's talking about her friendship with me. Uh, also, <laughs> Tapping Your Own Spine, uh, Pirates slash Piracy, Open Source Spectrum, that's Pirates slash the Piracy colon Open Source Spectrum. Um, which we're going to have to ask her to get more specific about that because I don't know what it is. Also, how to harness anarchic wisdom to release tensions. Freedom is the opposite of clenching, question mark. And her final topic is aging in place. (laughs) So so we have some business to attend to, obviously. Fantastic. I'm forward to that. And uh, I'd say we, you and I are excused from doing any prep work for Saturday night. Yeah, I'm going to come in cold. We could just work right through that. Yeah, for sure. Look forward to it, One Magical Nation. We love each and every one of you. And uh, by all means, get at us. Reviews, etc., on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcatcher, are greatly appreciated and help the show in its forward trajectory. And uh, remember, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the vine. All right, all you buckaroos. Time to rope them up. Ease on into the ride. Suns are going down on this cattle town. Leave your boots under the chair. Play me a song on the steel guitar. And nothing but your underwear. We'll have a couple of beers and look up at the stars While the old white porch swing sways And come inside and I'll give you a ride At the end of your honky-tonk day Ride me cowboy Ride me good
lost there. Don't stop now. Use both hands. Not too fast. You don't want to make it home too soon. Supper's waiting. Mmm, I can smell it right now. <laughs>